under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Woe is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. My prayer. Oh, preach it, brother. I should have been happy. Yeah, I'll still be there. Some good and taking me away. But the main man fell. Still should be here another day. And that's why I got the bait. Well, welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. I gotta be. You know, it's easy to forget your prayer. It's easy to forget that you are blessed. It's easy to forget that you are privileged. It's funny, the distinction between the two. Say somebody is blessed, it's a compliment. To say somebody is privileged, though, these days. Hmm. I don't know how complimentary that is. If anything, it's almost like a pox against your house. Like a black mark. To have privilege. But, you know, at a certain point, it becomes difficult sitting up here in this luxurious studio right off of Carmichael Road. I have to say to myself, yeah, I'm having trouble hearing all the complaints over my privilege. What a beautiful place it is to be. No, but in all seriousness, folks, it's been not a tough week. Life is pretty good. You know, ever since some tragic things happened in my life, even when things get really frustrating, I find a way, after bitching and moaning for a little while, of course, because we're all allowed to bitch and moan a little bit, aren't we? I find a way to say, well, this too will pass. Try to be pretty stoic or zen. Take your pick of what school of thought. I try to just roll with the punches. Yeah, the move to the new house is frustrating. You now, this too will pass. Somebody busted in my driver's side window. Yeah, but this too will pass. Oh, there's not a, enough money in the bank. Not saving. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. Ah, oh, but this too will pass. Keep paying your dues. It's not so much the little things that might be frustrating in the moment that get me down. It's more being reminded of something. Being reminded of something that changed your life. This Thanksgiving is going to be very tough for me. And before I get too weepy or maudlin up here, I'll just leave it at that. For some reason, it's going to be tough. But I want to help folks out. In particular, I want to help one person out, Cassie. Let's have a Thanksgiving miracle here, folks. It is an adorable little Yorkie, a tiny Yorkie. His name is Elvis.
We're trying to find him in Elmore today. Lost dog. So if you're in the Elmore County area, look for Elvis. We'll get the information. I think the owner is Caitlin Dennis. We will see. But if we can find Elvis, that would be great. Because it's easy to forget your prayer, you know. Even with your you're in the routine of things. That's what happens. Our habits get the best of us. You get in such a groove. It can be a good thing, but even if you're going to church every Sunday, you can just go through the motions. You know, Twelve years of Catholic school, you get used to Mass. And when the priest says, peace be with you, I think the new phrase is with your spirit now, but back when I was really going to Mass all the time, back when I was in Catholic school, thankfully after the nuns had taken up being a bit more cloistered or a bit nicer and dropped their, you know, hitting people shtick, I, uh, I would just go through the motions, say also with you. And I would wonder some days whether it was saying the Nicene Creed, the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory be. Or peace be with you and also with you. Now let's show each other a sign of peace. And you turn around and you shake somebody's hand. How many times were you actually there on a Sunday morning? Or were you just saying the words? Just going through the motions. Getting your ticket punched. Punch in, punch out. Like it's a day job. So don't forget your prayer. Be thankful, be thoughtful, as Sly says in the song. Because you never know when someone could come and take you away. That main man, some might say, is up in the sky, but I don't know if he's in the sky or any which where that we think of. Kind of everywhere, not just in the sky. Because life is too short, folks. It's what I'm struggling with on this Thanksgiving. Memories come back. It's weird to have the book of faces remind you of that crap. So don't wait. Don't get stuck in your habits going through the motions. And don't let those great words that you believe in, whether it be the prayers you say on Sunday morning or the pledge you say with your hand over your heart looking at the star-spangled banner or the conversation you hold with your family over Thanksgiving dinner don't be going through the motions be present, be there in the now because the future is fragile as the song says be thankful, be thoughtful because it could be a hell of a lot worse You could have a lost dog named Elvis. Or you could be so down and out on your luck. You could be a teenager. Yes, there's a story in the New York Post that a teenager is auctioning off 
her virginity for $100,000. That's just the bare minimum? Now, this is in Sydney, Australia. A teenager who started a website to auction off her virginity to the highest bidder says she hopes to raise at least a hundred grand for college, a car, and to help her parents pay off their mortgage. Well, honey, please, you can get more than a hundred grand. Well, I guess it depends on what you. Uh, what, well, let's be blunt. Depends on what you look like. Because if you're auctioning off your body and your virginity in particular, you can go for more than a hundred grand. I think that would work. But the 18-year-old from Fairfield in Sydney, Australia's West set, Sydney's West, upset, set up, excuse me, the website using the pseudonym Cien Payton shortly after her birthday this October. Already received two bids, $1,000, and one for ten grand, But she wants $100,000. And she got the idea after seeing other news stories online about a supposed virginity auction where some, some young women claim to have made millions of dollars. I mean, you could be that down and out, folks. Now, I wonder if she's really that down and out, though. Maybe she just, you know, like, my virginity doesn't mean that much to me. Why not make a bunch of money on it and secure my future? College, a car, and my parents' mortgage. I mean, I wish I'd gotten that amount for my virginity, but I don't think anybody would be willing to pay me a hundred grand. Just got her high school diploma from the University of Technology, Sydney. It's not a big deal, and I thought that if I could have the opportunity to sell it for money, it would definitely help me. Fair enough. But if you don't think it's such a big deal, then why do you expect to get hundred grand for it? It's interesting. But a, there's a precedent for this, folks. In 2010, a 19-year-old from New Zealand claimed to have auctioned off her virginity for 25 grand. In 2014, a 28-year-old medical student from the United States made headlines by documenting the process on her blog. The name of the blog? Just remember, folks, be thankful. Be thoughtful in this holiday season. And if you have children listening, you might want to turn the dial. And if you are a child listening, turn the dial. Don't pretend to turn it off. Actually turn it off. The name of her blog, Musings of a Virgin Whore. That seems like an oxymoron, or at least a contradiction in terms. Virgin whore. Interesting. This 28-year-old medical student says she had received bids as high as $800,000 before getting cold feet. So I guess she was more a virgin than a whore. Good for her. Earlier this year, a 23-year-old from California enlisted Nevada's Moonlight Bunny Ranch. You know Dennis Hoff, the guy who won a seat in the Nevada legislature after he died? Yeah, a 23-year-old from California enlisted the Moonlight Bunny Ranch to help auction her virginity off for an expected $10 million. Now, that's how you do it. If you're auctioning off your virginity, young women and young men, you go to the professionals. 
the seasoned pimps out there who've been doing this legally for years. That's how you do it. You don't just start a blog. This is serious stuff, folks. I'm not making it up. There's stories from all over the world. All over the world. Where people are auctioning off their virginity. I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to handle. And if I had a daughter, I don't know how I'd feel about it. I'd feel bad. I'd feel terrible. It's like, no, honey, I'm happy to pay for my mortgage, and I'll help finance a car. I'll get you a car. Please, just go lose your virginity like everybody else, and don't tell me about it. And if we're being, you know, traditional, wait till you get married. So it can be a true white wedding. But there are other ways you can be down and out, folks. So down and out that you forget your prayer, you're not thankful, you're not thoughtful, and then you fancy yourself clever. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Many people, it's been their downfall. Many a man has fallen because he thought he was clever. No, this man in Tuscumbia, Alabama, didn't auction off his virginity. No, police in Tuscumbia, Alabama, say that a man not wearing any pants fell through the roof of a Waffle House during a botched burglary and fought patrons before fleeing. Yes, he was going to rob the place. But how did he end up in the ceiling? And how did he end up with no pants on? That's when the details come in. He's being sought on criminal mischief and burglary charges. Another suspect hasn't been identified yet. So apparently he had an accomplice. So he tried to break into the restaurant's office through the ceiling. Apparently, this man went into the bathroom of the Waffle House, tied the door shut with his pants... And climbed into the ceiling. Now, if you're going to plan this out, ladies and gentlemen, if you were actually clever, wouldn't you bring something else to secure the door? Or did you just think of this all of a sudden while eating your smothered, covered, and capped hash browns and you realize, oh, I'm going to rob the place. Let's go to the bathroom, take my pants off, lock the door by tying up my pants in the doorknob, and let's climb into the ceiling. Unfortunately, that's when... This pantsless man fell back into the dining area. And he fought off patrons trying to detain him. And that's where my mind starts to wonder if I'm, say, eating a delicious breakfast sandwich at Waffle House or eating a ribeye. And you know, one of the places that consumes the most steak in the world is Waffle House. If you want to eat some beef... The odds are, the stats show, you might be eating it at a Waffle House. There are McDonald's. And you know what? Don't knock Waffle House's meat. They have excellent meat. I've tried it. It's delicious. So just because, you know, it's a quick order, sort of classic diner place, Waffle House is a mainstay. You know, for all the accomplishments of ancient civilizations and the seven wonders of the, of the world...
Waffle House is a true testament to the human human spirit. Waffle House is a true testament to the Western world, modern capitalism. It is an incredible place. So imagine you're sitting there at Waffle House eating, say, a waffle smothered with syrup and butter, and you're really enjoying that meal. I don't know what I would do as I'm enjoying that waffle if a pantsless man fell through the ceiling. Would I try to detain him? No. Number one, the article does not detail what kind of underwear the man was wearing, if any. But if he's wearing whitey tidies, you know, I might prefer him to be wearing whitey tidies rather than normal boxers, because at least I know the goods are secured then. But if there is a pantless man falling through the ceiling in the middle of my meal, I do nothing. How do you fight a man with no pants? How do you fight a naked man, for that matter? I don't know But I also don't know how idiotic you must be, how down and out on your luck. And maybe it's not, you know, ill luck in the sense of, oh, I lost my job and my wife and my girlfriend or whatever left me and my kids don't want to speak to me. No, it's not that type of luck. It's just you got so screwed in the genetic lottery that you think it's a good idea. Let's go into the Waffle House bathroom, take my pants off and climb through the ceiling. Because, you know, once you get into the office, what are you going to do? Climb back up into the ceiling, all the way back into the bathroom, put your pants back on, and somehow it's worth the amount of money you could stuff into those pants. It's just, criminals are stupid. Most of them. Most criminals are absolutely stupid. Now, don't get me wrong, there are some criminals on this earth who aren't doubted out. In fact, they've made an incredible life out of their criminality. And they've, in many ways, convinced the entire world that they're not even criminals. You know, there's a classic story Sometimes credit to St. Augustine. And I think that's where the story comes from. But the idea of the when Alexander the Great arrests a pirate who's really been, well, a nuisance. And Alexander the Great is, I mean, he's taken aback. He's frustrated. He's wondering, why does this guy persist? Why would he continue knowing that he's going to get caught? Yes, from St. Augustine's City of God. And Augustine writes, indeed... That was an apt and true reply which was given to Alexander the Great by a pirate who had been seized. For when that king had asked the man what he meant by keeping hostile possession of the sea, why are you continuing to be a pirate, good sir? The pirate answered to the emperor, the king of kings, what do you mean by seizing the whole earth? Because I do it with a petty ship, I'm called a robber. While you, who does it with a great fleet, are styled an emperor. 
So I guess the lesson of history, folks, is if you're going to be a criminal, do it big. Do it bold and call yourself an emperor or a king or a prince. You know, I pick my spots, folks, when it comes to our current head of state, Donald Trump. But if you can go read his statement today about Saudi Arabia... It is a mix of shoot from the hip, straightforward political talk, and a mix of some of the most Orwellian doublespeak I have ever heard. As Rand Paul said today, this isn't an America first policy. This is a Saudi Arabia first policy. Saudi Arabia is apparently such a crown jewel in the president and this administration's foreign policy strategy that we're just going to kind of go well maybe maybe not the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman ordered Khashoggi's murder maybe maybe not but you want to know folks that guy running that country right now even though he's not officially king He's still just a crown prince. He's nothing more than a criminal. Now, mind you, much smarter than a man who, again, climbed into the ceiling, the ductwork of a Waffle House, after taking off his pants to secure the bathroom door. Because, you know, when somebody's been taking a while in a Waffle House bathroom, the first thing people try to do is break in. They really want to investigate that crap. So, Ben Salman's not as much of an idiot as that guy, but you know, there are some criminals that get away with it because of the head of governments. It's a weird world. People selling off their virginity. People, again, trying to rob a Waffle House without their pants on. There are fat dogs and fat cats. I'm not talking about the rich bankers. Have you just look up fat cat on Google? They're really fat. How do they even walk? Fat squirrels. Oh, hello, Mr. Spotlow. You just materialized out of nowhere. Fat squirrels. Fat squirrels? Fat squirrels. Yeah. What's the world coming to? Right. I'm glad you're here because, you know, I'm a little stuck in a rut. Uh, yeah, I heard, man. Yeah. Like you get so used to your habits, you, you forget your prayer, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't. Can't slip. Like even if you can, you're saying the words, you lose the meaning behind them. Yeah. But you gotta, you gotta keep pushing through. Is my opinion. You don't sell off your virginity, though. I wish somebody had paid me. I don't know a hundred dollars. <laughs> that is gonna my be my virginity. I got nothing for my virginity. The worst night of his life and the most expensive at right. the same time. Oh, the guy who <laughs> yeah, buys it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, wait, does it have to be a dude? Uh, hey, now that just wait, made... Wait, what if a nunnery bought her virginity? Said, mm. don't do this, young lady. And they paid her like $20 million. Little sisters of the poor. <laughs> <laughs> They're it's not just now. for those who are poor in material goods, but poor in spirit. Don't give up your virginity that easy. But, you know, it's a, it's a crazy world. It really is. But I love that story. Have you ever heard it from St. Augustine and City of God? 
or is reading it again to put it in kind of today's vernacular, today's speak, is you know the, this great emperor Alexander the Great. You know who he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, he finally captures his pirate who's been you know mucking things up. I said muck with an M, messing and mucking things up all over the damn place. He's been stealing people's stuff. Like, what's what pirates do? They take booty. And they finally capture him. He's like, why do you persist on all your plundering and booty-stealing ways, good sir? And says, well, because I do it with one ship. I'm now a criminal and a pirate, but you do it with a whole fleet and you're an emperor? Mm. That's kind of, that's one of my favorite stories. That's, that is life. Yeah. That's life right there. It's kind of like the guy with the most guns is the one who gets to make the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Good, bad, I'm the guy with the gun. And that's what kind of pissed me off about Trump's statement today about Saudi Arabia is that if that's your point, the guys with the most guns are the ones who make the rules, then make your point. Don't play this whole stupid game of like, well... The world's dangerous, and I don't know if, if, if the crown prince ordered Khashoggi to be killed. I mean, I'm, I guess we'll never know. That's actually a line from the president of the United States. I guess we'll never know. Let's just go ask the pieces. <laughs> like, I saw this from day one. Like, you didn't, you didn't want to change anything because of this. And the Saudis did it because they knew they could get away with it. They know they're gonna, you're going to continue to help them in Yemen, and you're going to continue to blame it all on Iran. Which is no great country either. Just get the hell out of the Middle East. That's what I say. Because we're almost caught with our pants down. We're going to be caught with our pants down again. And it's going to be a lot worse than a few patrons at Waffle House trying to detain us. It's going to be all sorts of political realities beyond just, you know, hash browns getting cold. He should have tied the door off with his shirt and then just fallen out of the ceiling shirtless. Now, would you rather fight a man uh, without a shirt? Yeah. People do it all the time. That's yeah. wrestling. Yeah. yeah. That's that's UFC. And no pants. I mean, is it like no pants, no drawers? Or That's no, what I was wondering. I mean, but if, let's say it's just no pants, I would rather he have on whitey tighties than say normal boxers. Hey, because you want to know those puppies are secure or not. I want something flopping out in the middle of the fight. We've already taken too much time here. <sighs> oh. oh, it's Thanksgiving week. Listen to the song, folks. Sly Stone got it right. Got to be thankful. Got to be thoughtful. Consider yourself blessed or privileged. Be thankful. Be thoughtful. Hey, at least you're not dead. That's the whole point. Yeah, because eventually everybody dies. Well, thank you for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like, a, here's a little bit of hope and like a hard <laughs> truth. From dust you came and dust you will return. Hey, it's, it is what it is, It's man. biblical. Just work with it. We'll be back, folks. Yeah. Thank you, Joey Clark. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome back. Talk to you, talk to you, 
So you're just telling me off air, Mr. Spotlight. And folks, feel free to call in. I now want to shift towards uh, Thanksgiving. Traditions, whether you love it or you hate it. I mean, there are some people who, you know, don't like Thanksgiving. For the longest time, I enjoyed it. I think, though, the food at Thanksgiving is a little overhyped. What's your favorite part? The mashed potatoes. The mashed potatoes, really? I like I like potatoes. Man, I hate sweet potatoes. You don't like sweet potatoes? Man, potatoes are potatoes. They're not supposed to be sweet. Like, dessert's supposed to be sweet. Potatoes are not, because potatoes are potatoes. Hey, but and have you had sweet potato fries before? Yeah, I don't like them. You but mm, I, okay. I, at Thanksgiving, sweet potato casserole with them pecans on top, and they're all crunchy and stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. A whole new level right there. That That is good. But my favorite is cranberry in the shape of a can. Oh, really? You yeah. like the, the cheap stuff? Oh, man. Straight out the can, little slivers okay. on it. Just... All right. All right. I just, I don't know. There's a lot, there, especially in the last decade or two, food has come a long way in the United States. And so, like, every night's a great meal, even if it's cheap. You can get great stuff. And so when it comes to Thanksgiving dinner, I'm like, it's good. It's like, I've, I had a juicy burger the other night. That's better than this turkey. Well, it's you a 50-50 I mean? shot that it's going to suck. I don't know. As a man who eats beef all the time, oh. turkey's got nothing on beef. Mm. The cow wins all day, every day. Unless you just get the whole leg. Mm. And then it's like, ah. No, turkey leg's not bad. I mean, just the whole leg and you get smacked in the face by some skin. Yeah, you got to be careful about that. And, and I prefer the dark meat. Mm. Yeah, over breast, I prefer some thighs. Eh, I don't care. Mm. Well, it's good that you're not a picky eater. Man. I'm not, man. I'll eat anything. And let's go back to the phones. 272-9228. Let's see who this is. Hello? Good, good evening, fellas. Oh, hello. Hey, hey what's up, Boomer? What's your favorite little uh, meal? What's your favorite little side item, main course, whatever you want to call it on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Well, I mean, because you get, I mean, I love potatoes, huh, but, but we, I, you know, I, I, get, I can get had them any time, but that stuffing, you know what I mean? You just don't stuffing. get that every day. What kind of stuffing? And, like real stuffing or something? Man, stuff. I like the turkey dressing with some that, you know, gravy or whatever they be making, you know what I mean? I, you know, pour a little of that on it while it's still steaming. You would like the gravy, hey. Randall? Oh yeah, it's hot, smooth, and silky. Yeah, it's good stuff. It covers your whole, you know. All right, man. I I just want to say, I I just want to say, I didn't want to call in every show, but I'm thankful for the whole blue water, the whole outfit, man. That's something new in my life. You know what I mean? It's still kind of fresh. I mean, it's something that's been five years. You know what I mean? It's still kind of new. Everybody's new to you. You know what I mean? Kind of met everybody. You know, you know, seen everybody once or twice. So. You know what I mean? It's the, it's the coming time. I'm thankful for y'all. And I and I, Greg, I hope you I hope you man. I hope you got your mouth back Monday. You know what I'm saying? Just, oh, he will. Um, Everything's gonna yeah, go smoothly. Yeah. It'll work out. The time. Oh yeah, the cream, the creamy one. You, you know what I mean? It's got to. But so, we've, anyway, we've only so. got uh, no news and views, no live news and views tomorrow. And then I'm yeah. filling in for Greg. I guess the only normal shows would be the Dan Moore Show and the Joey Clark Radio Hour. But given that I'll be hosting for three hours tomorrow before this show, it may not be normal at all. Oh, it's, it's, on, it's on like popcorn tomorrow, You know, let me baby. come up here and poke my head in? Yeah. All right. It's open house tomorrow. Cool. Open house. Oh. I, I appreciate those words. I'm, I'm thankful, too, Randall. All right, brother. We'll see y'all. 
Randall, I'm glad we met, man. Yeah, I'm just Randall's, saying. I like you. you. Dude, you're great. He's what a character. Let's go back to the phones. 272-9228. What are some Thanksgiving traditions? What are you thankful for? News Talk, who's this? You're on the air. Debbie. Hey, Debbie. What's up? Well, um, to be honest with you, it's my birthday time. Once every seven years, it lands on Thanksgiving. I was actually born the day after uh, the year that I was born. But you I'm were born on the 22nd? Uh, no, I was actually born on the... You're going to tell, tell my age on this one. <laughs> I was actually born on the 23rd. 23rd, okay. Yeah. But anyway, um, you know, it changes every every seventh year. It lands on my birthday. Oh. So that's the one holiday. The date's always going to be a little bit different. And I tease everybody. I tell them all they're coming to celebrate my birthday, and they're thankful for me, and I am appreciative. It's just a tease, but it's fun. Well, you should, you should give them a massage. No. <laughs> no, it's my day. They're coming to, you know, they be should a massage. Nice it's, it's a great thing to do on your birthday is serve others. They oh, serve no, I, I did that. Rub. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good, yeah, there you go. Now we're talking. Okay, I'll, let me ask you this then, Debbie. Given that you are, you have, you're trained as a masseuse. You've given yes. many a massage. If somebody yes. was to massage you, what's your favorite type of massage? Uh, probably deep tissue. Most women like that deep tissue. Deep tissue on the shoulders or like the feet? Um, no, mostly in the shoulders, deep neck. Tension. Yeah, yeah, because that's where I catch most. Of, I got scoliosis, so that's where I catch mm-hmm. most of my tension. Okay. So, and with my job, of course, you know, it's not going to help either. <laughs> right. But, absolutely. Yeah, but no, on Thanksgiving, I think that's been one of my favorite holidays because we always tried to have as many family members as we could possibly get, and you know, there was so much food, every kind of vegetable made in different ways, uh, two meats. I mean, you know, it, it, was, it was just camaraderie. It right. was, you know, family time. I do and, like the potluck nature of it. I, I don't think the food is like the greatest food ever, but give it, you're hitting the nail on the head, Debbie, in the sense that it's about the family and bringing what you can to the table. And it yeah, might not be blood yeah. family. It might it be doesn't friends. have to be. I mean, over all my years, uh-uh. I've gone to many a different people's Thanksgiving because everybody always invites me to something. Well, and, and Seth, you said growing up you didn't really like the holidays. Yeah, I've never liked the holidays. Between, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, just it's sad and depressing. Yeah. And, it can mm-hmm. be one of the toughest times of year for people. Yeah. and uh, If you don't have somebody to share it with, that's right. what makes it tough. Or you get and reminded don't try of, to go... You, go ahead, you get reminded of loved ones who've passed or... People you're missing, like heartbreak. It's just a, it should because it is that time for family coming together. If you don't have it or there's something missing, it can it can hurt. I tell you what, we did. We did lose my mother. Uh, you know, about the same time you lost yours. To yeah. be honest, and the one thing that we try to do on the holidays, especially, is do things that my mother traditionally would like to do. Um, and there was always certain foods or certain dishes that she would serve it in, um, just mm. certain ways that she would handle the, the, the traditional holiday season. And that's what we try to mimic. It's not exactly the same. It can't be. But it's as close as we can get to it to add her memory into the works. We all know what it is. Oh, we know yeah. what we're missing. And, and, you know, she made these little lemon biscuits, and she called them tasty biscuits. And my grandson just absolutely loved them. 
and we've tried to make them. We can't make them exactly like hers, but we've gotten pretty close. It's the thought that counts <laughs> on stuff like that. Man, what yeah, a name, you, too. you got to work it. Case <laughs> but I, I hope everybody goes and tries to find somebody else because I've heard this, you know, like you're talking about. We used to always try to find the military that was TDY mm-hmm. and make sure that the people that were with my brother or with my sister's unit or my brother-in-law, if they didn't have a place, our table was open. And we've had several of them come to our table. Well, that's awesome. It's, it's, it's blessed, and it's wonderful, and it's sweet, and you get a good, wholesome feeling when you have somebody else come to your table. It just does something for you. So I would suggest everybody do that. Even if it's not a big traditional dinner and you're not fancy, just invite somebody you know don't have no place else to go. Amen to that, Debbie. I appreciate the call. Have a good one. You too. Good night. Listen to Debbie sharing her tasty know. biscuits with people. Invite the Cherokee guy. <laughs> right. Invite an officer over in a uniform and, and a native American. Share those yams. All right. Let's go to Josh. Hey, Josh. How you doing? Hey, doing well, guys. How are you doing this evening? Good. Ooh, good. Thinking about yams. Well, I got three words for you mac and cheese. Yeah. Man, I heard the conversation about Last the mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. my. And the gouda and the bacon. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's, that's where it's at. That's your favorite thing. That's the Absolutely. start. Absolutely. Okay. You, you can leave the, the, the turkey, the ham, the dressing, all that. Just put that beside. Give me a big old plate of mac and cheese. Ooh. I love that's how... In Thanksgiving, it's acceptable just to get a, a little bit of everything and pile it on your plate sure. and throw cranberry and gravy on top of it. Just mm. mix it all up and eat it all together. Mm. Uh, I'm calling foul on the cranberry there, Seth. So. Uh, that's just one of them things. Uh, got to have a little sweet in it that's not a potato. Well, guys, y'all got me hungry, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, hungry too. I'm going to rattle some pots of pans, but uh, y'all have a good evening, man. All right, you too, Josh. Have a Gouda one. That, was, <laughs> that almost made me angry. What, my pun? Yeah. I, I like, know. If you're going to do a pun on this show... You better not expect better, me to do a good one. No, 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 no. I want good puns. I, I, I puns. demand good puns. You are a comedian, sir. You should be better than that. It's my punishment. <laughs> I'm terrible, man. Once every six months, I'll have a good pun. Let's go back to the phones. Let's talk to Leonard. Hey, Leonard. How you doing? Hey, guys. I'm doing good, man. Holy crap. Where have you been? Oh, dude, I my work schedule got changed, and so I haven't called in, and I've been meaning to, to just say, hey, and tell you guys how I good I thought you had died, Leonard. I mean, uh, no, just work schedule changed. Okay, yeah, so here. you didn't die, and you don't hate me? No, 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 no. Good, no, because I, there's no reason to hate Well, his dad yeah, lied to you. Yeah, yeah well, well I mean, you know, nobody knows where I was when your car got broken into. So, I mean, you never know. It could have been. I'm sorry, man. I thought you had something Well, if nice you were there. the man who did that, then, you yeah. know, you think Trump's going to rain down fire. <laughs> By the way, speaking of your car, way to go on taking it so well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What am I supposed to do? Get mad and punch out the other window? Exactly. You could. A lot of people do that. A lot of people get angry and throw stuff, but it's just not worth it. There's no reason to do that. Hey, man, I'll give it to you for that. Way to go on self-control. Yeah, definitely and all that. Self-control. With the whole calling in and saying what you're thankful for and all that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just uh, uh, thankful for uh, some friends and things like that, man, and just wanted to call in and say that and also like i said it's been a long time so i want to you know make sure I tell you guys you're doing a great job as always and 
for my first time coming back and listening to news talk and all that stuff, great topic, dude. So, yeah. Awesome. Just keep it up and all that. And, uh, and as always, man, do you, man. Okay, appreciate you. Appreciate it, Leonard. Do you. Uh, I'm thankful for friends that, that I knew from way back in junior high like him. Okay. I, you know, take away from those three calls, tasty biscuits, mac and cheese, and thankful for friends. Yes. Yeah. And then the people that put paprika on top of their deviled eggs. Yeah. that's You like deviled eggs? Depends on who makes them, man. It's I, true. I Miracle so, Whip. Sometimes there's too much pickle in them. Yeah, and sometimes too much mustard, too yellow. Right. And right. then, I mean, you just, you, nobody puts Miracle Whip in them around See, but here. But you got to try it initially, especially if the presentation on a deviled egg is nice. It's like, I haven't tried oh, it. Oh, man, I'm going to try it. You throw it in your mouth and what? Right. And you have to be the judge. Well, no, either way, you're saying, oh, that was great, even right. though you sucked. Wait, you're not honest with people? No. Like, no, your turkey's dry. You no. should have brined it first. Well, no, uh-uh. What is with this, like, no, it's cursed. If it was you, I would be like, dude, this sucked. Right. But, but that's how it should be. I know, but you don't want to hurt what folks' What is feelings? with these namby-pamby snowflakes who exactly. can't take a critique? You say one hot thing and they melt. Yeah, come on, Grandma. Stop so overcooking the turkey. They, uh-huh. Where my Why is that considered rude? Just being honest. People are sensitive. It hurts their little feelers. Right. Right. I mean, I hurt my own feelers. You can't hurt mine. Right. Right. I don't know. I Half my family's from New Jersey. I think I have this streak in me of just like, yeah, you could do better on the bird next year. <laughs> no, but we're actually not like that. Our family's very loving. and Even aside from New Jersey, we are very caring and kind of soft-spoken. We have intellectual conversations. We enjoy our company. We're mean and we talk trash and we can make jokes on each other and everybody. Yeah. And if anything hurts your feelings, you shouldn't be so sensitive. Right. That's well, and you know what? We've talked politics at Thanksgiving and somehow we get along. That's because I don't... Even though we all disagree. Like, it, it's fine. It's called being an adult. Right. Well, no, I enjoy it, though. I enjoy the, the, the bon mots, the back and forth, you know? Oh, yeah. I... Tr- when and I get bored with small talk, mm-hmm. like the weather, or did you see that movie? Which, you know, I'm happy to do if I'm really passionate about a movie. Like, go see Bohemian Rhapsody. It was a great flick. But if that's all the conversation is about, you know what I like to talk about is things that actually matter. Yes, professional wrestling. Exactly. That's what I was Grown thinking. Grown men in speedos. Do you remember when Dusta Rhodes was taking on Ric Flair? Back when they were both like in their prime, really. Cause you remember when Tony Schiavone sported that jean jacket vest at Hogwild in 1996? No? Well, you should check it jean out. Jean jacket vest. I'm totally... Oh, it's epic. I want to get Rose one. You should. A jean jacket vest and start I mean, sewing patches look on adorable. it. Oh, yeah. On, most people... I mean, Tony Schiavone looked like a lesbian. I was watching 1996 Hogwild. He's a man. But you know what I mean? It's not a knock or a, it's just a look, you yeah. know? If he had, had purple hair, he would have and fit right in. And a Jeep. Now, not everybody who has purple hair is a lesbian. Not everybody who wears a jean jacket vest is a lesbian, but... Yeah, that look. You know? Hmm. Not everybody that wears all denim is Canadian. Sometimes they're Blake Shelton. You know, it's... You never know. You never know. But for the most part, Tony Giovanni looked like a lesbian when I'm watching WCW's 1996 Hogwild. 
That's what I did last night. That's what I watched. It wasn't necessarily my choice, but I was down with the cause. I showed up, and my roommate Andrew had it on the television. I'm like, I'm all for this. And I ate my beef wellington. That's right. Whoa. I had beef wellington. I didn't take the time to make it myself. It was frozen. And I saw it at the counter. I'm like, I'm going to make myself some beef wellington. I ate a big pile of Miss Emily Hayes stroganoff with a big pile Ooh, of vegetables. Good stuff. And good I stuff. didn't even have to make my own plate. Mm. And that was special because I picked up that aluminum killer tree for her. Oh, nice. You like, you do the, you, so you don't like holidays. You don't do the Christmas thing, do you? Uh uh-uh. uh. You, you, you don't even decorate? Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. I'm, I just, now it's not my thing, man. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm kind of caught up with silly stories these days because if I talk about the serious stuff, if I think about the serious stuff, I just want to be like, you're all full of crap. And it's like the guy who's the most full of crap and the most audacious about it ends up being the one who wins. It's ridiculous. So I, I stick to the silly stories like wrestling and I stick to a man who falls through a Waffle House roof Without his pants on. I stick to young virgins selling their virginity to the highest bidder. That's what I stick to because if I think about Donald Trump in Saudi Arabia, then I'm going to go nuts, Seth. You look a little nuts already, bud. It's true. Back in my early 20s when I was drinking a lot and going to Waffle House after work every night, mm-hmm. I, um, oh, I slowly accumulated a whole dinnerware set from Waffle House. Coffee mug, plate, fork, spoon. Oh yeah, we we stole a mug or two. Oh, I got the whole thing: the plates, the, the wow. mugs. Okay. I, I got it. We went there a lot, so I just one piece at a time. It's like Johnny Cash. So if we ate breakfast together, you could like set a table with only Waffle House items. I, back then, I could. Back then, yeah. Oh, you don't have it now. No, no, no. You don't own it anymore. No, right? no. All that stolen goods. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I catch it. I catch it. But wouldn't you agree with me that Waffle House is like a it's an icon. Like, it's a testament to what human beings can do when we really put our mind to something. And, like... It's a network of sustenance. But, the, like, the trashiest version of it. Right. <laughs> but it's not that trashy. I think we just think it's trashy because it is truly egalitarian. Like, somebody's been working their butt off in the graveyard shift and cop in there. Or somebody just got from, like, a hoity-toity like, prom. At can 5 go to o'clock in the morning, yeah. you can see a hammered guy or a guy fixed to go to church. Right? You can get all types at Waffle House, and nobody really thinks anything of it. And then you could buy one all cup races. of coffee and stay there for two days. Right? It's amazing. Free refill. Let's quickly go back to the phones. 272-9228. Who's this? Hey, I'm glad I'm the, the last one. Here's, Hey, Joey, now listen, we got people killed in Washington, D.C. that work for our government. Why not? And we haven't figured out who did that yet. Why should we be worried about a guy who got killed in Saudi Arabia? Because there was a prominent voice who knew things about the Saudis and was calling for a free press in the Arab world. And as soon as he goes, steps foot back in that Arab world, the king or well excuse me crown prince of saudi arabia orders a hit against him because he knows he can get away with it with impunity that's why we should care and because he can get away with it he's gonna do it and he knows that donald trump and like the rest of the administrations i'm gonna just blame it trump the, the saudis have been playing this for years it's just a symbol of something crazy and crap and just because one person was killed we haven't figured it out doesn't mean we shouldn't care about there's a lot of people we should care about being killed 
Well, that's true. But but again, uh, we have our own problem. And if he knew about that, when he took his own life in his own hands by going back over there, that's not America. He wanted people to know. I mean, was he like a, a writer? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I would be all for, and I, I've had this conversation earlier. You know, it, people are saying the WWE shouldn't do their pay-per-view event after that killing. Like, why? Okay, share wrestling, share American culture. I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem when the Saudis are using American arms. We just are about to do this $400 billion deal with a, a government that has not shown itself, I, in my opinion, to be a forward-looking government unless we're trying to essentially bribe them into good behavior. Why are we giving them weapons? Well, that's a that's a that's a story for another day. Exactly. But uh, everybody, you know, America, we have this narrow tunnel vision. We think everybody should think like we do. Right. There's only one America in the world. And that's us. Well, I don't think everybody should think like we do, but we don't have to, you know, be in bed with <laughs> well, those people. <laughs> All right. Hey, that's all I'd ask the question. I appreciate it, though, man. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, ladies and gentlemen. Man, think the world's about a it. dangerous place. Think about it. If, if all the white folks never came over here and all the Native Americans were still here, it'd be so peaceful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you'd be living in teepees. Right. They weren't, like, killing each other beforehand. Right. Yeah. It's not just human nature. I mean, very peaceful. Right. Very peaceful. Yeah. Right. Well, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. This is why I like to talk about mac and cheese and yams. Man, that mac and cheese, i it's on my brain. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's on my brain. It's going to be good. And then once we get through the holidays and before Christmas, we can rant and rave about U.S. foreign policy. And no, I can't put it on Trump. i just just disappointed. Like, don't, if you're going to be a straight shooter, be a straight shooter. Don't give me this double-speak crap. I don't eh. Eh. <sighs> Another story for another day. Thank you for stopping by, Seth. Woo! Joey Clark.